It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. First-time listeners, returning listeners, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Audio Boom, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Just search Locked On Celtics and you'll find us. Summer League is over. So I, John Corrales, and he, Jay King, are here. We, the reigning Jays, are going to talk about what we saw this summer, summer league basketball completed. We're going to hand out some superlatives. Jay, this is your idea. This could get a little goofy. It, it, this... it, may, it may be one of my best ideas. It may be one of my worst. We're just kind of <laughs> winging it out here, folks. Like, yeah. We don't even know what we're going to say. I don't have any superlatives in my head right now. I'm just, just going to wing it once we get to the guys. Yeah. So let's just go. We're going to do this in alphabetical order. We're just going to go down. These are the guys that have at least a shot at making this team somehow. So let's start with the bees. Ben Bentel, second round pick. Uh, I, it's funny, after the first game, people were starting to talk about him and how he's going to have to force his way onto the roster and he can do these things and that and just – if, if the Celtics don't want to give him a contract, then he could just force his way off and be a free agent. And then he basically didn't do much. So I'm going to say that Ben Bentel is most likely to be on someone else's summer league team next, next summer. Ooh, I'm going to go with most likely to have defense hold him back because Ben Bentel – he didn't play great the last few games of summer league. That dude has a lot of stretch four potential. He can shoot. He can put it on the to the ground. He had some some nice moments as a roller, but his defense needs a lot of work. His rebounding needs a lot of work. I was I was high on him coming out of college, and I think a lot of people around the NBA thought that among second round picks, he was one of the most likely to make an NBA roster next season. I don't think he helped himself too much at Summer League. He showed some flashes, but it, it was just short flashes. And by the end, he wasn't even playing much. Uh, I still like his offensive potential a lot, but he, he's going to need a lot of work, I think, on the other end. Yeah, and I'm thinking that basically roster numbers, and may, maybe they'll, they'll try to find a way to either stash him overseas or do that cut and sign him to the the D League and have him just be part of the main red clause all year. I I agree with you offensively. I just I didn't see enough for for the Celtics to want to keep him around considering how little 
space they have. Now, that may change depending on some of the other big guys and what they do with Yabusele, who we'll get to, and, and how that all pans out. But I, I'm just, I, I know space is limited, and when you, by the end, can't get summer league minutes, that's not a great sign. So I don't want to spend too much time on Ben Bentel because the next guy on our list is Jalen Brown. So I went before, Jay, you go ahead. You go with Jalen Brown. Okay, Jalen Brown. I'm going to go most likely to put Timofey Mozgov on a poster when the Celtics <laughs> meet the Lakers for the first time. <laughs> Jalen Brown, like, he is he's a next-level athlete. We, we've talked about this a lot, but he does things no one on the Celtics roster can do. That up fake and drive baseline he had against Connaughton in, in the last game of Summer League, just electric. Like, all he needs is somebody to be a little off balance and then zoom, he's straight by going in for the dunk. He has a lot to work on. Like he did some 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 weird stuff sometimes. He spun right into a help defender a few times. Like he was botching too many layups, but every tool is there. And he did that, that first quarter against the Blazers was just spectacular, a spectacular show of his potential. He had that ridiculous up and under lefty layup in transition. Then he hit that step back jumper on Connaughton, like couldn't even contest it. He had like seven feet of separation, just so much separation. And, and that, I mean, he is really, really electric when he does things right. <laughs> and then other times he doesn't do things right. But yeah, he's going to put Mozgov on a poster, no doubt. I will say that Jalen Brown is most likely to get me into Twitter wars with people who cannot resist comparing him to Jeff Green. People love that comparison, don't they? They love it. They love it, and it is not, I guess, in the, in the sense that you've got a big athletic wing who has trouble shooting, but Jeff Green has had a long time in the NBA to be more than an athletic guy that struggles with his shot. Jalen Brown hasn't played a single NBA minute. He's only played summer league. And I think it's funny because he makes his debut in summer league and then he makes his preseason debut and then he makes his regular season debut. That regular season debut is the actual basketball where he plays actual players and his whatever role he shakes out. So summer league players are not actual players. Apparently they're, 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 they're re- they virtual are reality not. players. They are not necessarily – you know what I mean. Like yeah. A lot of these guys don't even sniff the NBA. But uh, people just love to make the comparison to Jeff Green. And it's, it, if that ever becomes the case, we won't know for another three, four years. He, if he never improves his jumper, if he just becomes the guy who occasionally dunks on people and gets lost, then – then yeah, then we can say it. But now uh, this this kid can do so much, and he's got that mindset where it looks like he's going to work where Jeff Green didn't. I, so I also ahead. I also think he's going to be a much better ball handler than Jeff Green. Like that that around the back he did in transition the other day. Yeah, if Jeff if Jeff Green tried that, it's probably going off his foot and out of bounds. And and he's like however many years into his career, eight, nine years into his career now. Jalen Brown's 19 years old. I also think he's a more fluid athlete. Like, Jeff Green in straight lines, unbelievable. Like, just absolutely explosive. Jeff Green, when when he has to move side to side or 
whatever else, not so much. I, I think Brown's far more fluid athlete. Uh, and yeah, th- that comparison is, is crazy. It's just because they're both a- athletic guys who have played for the Celtics. And that's, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, let, let's chill with the, the really lazy comparisons. Let, let's, let's give them some time. to. I have no clue what Jalen Brown's going to be in the NBA. I, I, I know he's going to be really athletic. I don't know whether he's going to be a star, a role player, something else. I, I'm not really sure, but I'm really intrigued because of what he did in Summer League. Yeah, I think, I think he has shown enough for us to at least give him time. He's earned that. So, okay, moving on. R.J. Hunter next on our list. R.J. Hunter. Huh. Um, I'm going to say because I'm such an R.J. Hunter stan, that I'm going to say he's most likely to... Hmm, most likely to uh, surprise us and... How about this? I'll go way out on a limb. Uh-oh. I'll go way out on a limb. Uh-oh. Most likely to be the Celtics representative in the three-point contest. This season? This season. Okay. 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 All right. Way out on a limb. Way out on a limb. I'm not even sure I believe that, but I'll say that he he will – something will will, will click and he'll get out there and he'll hit enough – he'll hit enough shots where – I think he's going to get minutes. I think he's going to hit some shots, and I think he's going to get a little bit of a push. All right, I, I, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with most likely to tell his grandchildren about the time he had a summer league duel with Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Devin Booker is going to be a many-time All Star. I'm a huge Devin Booker guy, and yep. and that was a fun duel. Like they were just going at each other, barking at each other. Both, I mean, and Hunter held his own. Hunter did really well. I, th- I thought that was his best game of summer league when he was really engaged and, and Booker was talking crap, and he really got up for that. I, I, I think Hunter needs to have that mentality more often. Sometimes, like, I like that he lets the game come to him. I, I like that he has, like, this smooth floor sense, but he needs to be more physical and, and more assertive, I think, on the court because he has a lot of skills. He's got the shot. He, he can really pass, but he, he needs to, to find opportunities for himself more often. And, you know, I, I think as, as he progresses, that's the next step for him. Uh, I, I think physicality right now is an issue. I, I think everyone knew it was going to be an issue. He, he's got that, that real thin body, but it, it, I, I do really, really like his court awareness and floor sense. So I, I do think there, there's a player in there. And, and he's just got to pull it out. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Demetrius Jackson. Jay. Uh, most likely to lead the D-League in scoring. <laughs> uh, I, I, he's another guy. Like He was considered a po- possible top 20 pick, fell to number 45. And people were excited. The Celtics were excited that he was still there on the board. And then Summer League just, just wasn't kind to him. And I will say, for, for rookie point guards, Summer League is tough. And, like, you're going against guys who have played in the NBA before, who have played overseas before, 
have a lot of experience and and in the NBA, reading pick and rolls, knowing the reads at all times is, is important. Just look at Terry Rozier and and the development he made from from one year to the next, just just by by being in the NBA game for a year. So Jackson has a lot of tools. I, I think he needs to work on his ball handling. He got in trouble when when guys pressured him. I I love his strength. I I love his explosiveness off the bounce, but. He he needs to to kind of refine his his tools so so that he can make it in the NBA. I'm gonna say Demetrius Jackson is most likely to become Isaiah Thomas's best friend or pet project. <laughs> uh, he will be to Isaiah Thomas what Isaiah Thomas is to Floyd Mayweather. So I think I think he's gonna see. Demetrius Jackson, and he's going to say, I'm going to help another little guy out, and I'm going to just pass along all of my secrets and let this guy, you know, impart his knowledge. Show him the chip on his shoulder. You know, give him that mentality to say, hey, this is, this is how I got here. So I think, I think Isaiah takes Demetrius Jackson and, like, coaches him throughout his entire rookie season uh, even if he's in Maine, I bet you that by the all-star break, we're going to see stories where Jackson and Thomas are like texting all the time. And Jackson's going to be like, yeah, you know, I just randomly, I just keep getting these texts from Isaiah and he's always helping me out and all that stuff. So that's what I, I think he's going to latch on and help, help a guy out. Okay. Let's talk about Jordan Mickey. Uh, I'll just go first. Uh, I'm going to say Jordan Mickey is the most likely to log uh, like 50,000 miles between Boston and Portland this season. I think he's just going back back and forth to the D-League. He's going to go down, come back, go down, come back. I don't think he is going to be solidly in the rotation, but he's going to get uh, a lot of they, – they want him to get minutes, but they also want him to get practice with the big squad and be around for that type of stuff. So I think he's just going to go back and forth to the D League for a long time this year. Yeah, uh, most likely to play a bit role in the NBA rotation. I'll go with so basically the same thing. I suspect he'll probably spend some time in the D League. The way their their front court is set up right now, you know, they'll probably have Horford and Johnson splitting forty eight minutes at center. They'll have Kelly Olynyk at power forward. They'll have Jonas Jerebko at power forward. They'll have Jay Crowder slide over to some power forward. So I don't know where that leaves Mickey. I didn't think he was great in summer league. Uh, obviously, he had a shoulder issue that, that bothered him, kept him out of Utah. We'll, we'll see if, he, if he's made the improvements that he needed to, to to get in the rotation. I think the hope would have been that he's ready. Uh, but he, he he didn't, again, he didn't have a great summer league. And that doesn't mean... He won't earn minutes at some point, but I, I wasn't. I, I I doubt the Celtics were thrilled with with the progression he showed in the summer league. Although again, extenuating circumstances, shoulder and all that. Uh, but e- even if he showed a lot of progress, the the way the front court is set up, I, I just don't see a huge role for him. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, but not just the shoulder thing. But I, I've seen him get beat off of the dribble a lot. Um, he, he's just not, something wasn't right. And unless he let the shoulder thing just completely impact the rest of his play, 
whatever it was, I, I, I was disappointed in his summer. Not like I was with James Young, who we'll talk about in a little bit, but he didn't take that progression, that step forward that other guys did that Terry Rozier did, who we will talk about shortly. So I, I think that if we had seen a little more out of him, it would have been more encouraging. But like you just said, no matter what, unless he dominated the, the summer league, I don't know that he would have even cracked the rotation this, this year. Okay, moving forward. Uh, this guy is a bit of a surprise. Abdel Nader. Uh, is, is, is it my turn? It's Go my ahead, turn. man. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, geez, this is a tough one. I don't know. Um, I, I will say, okay, I will say he is most likely to screw up Danny Ainge's plans because he's going to force his way into this roster, I think. I think he's showing enough where Brad Stevens is going to look at him and say, I kind of want this guy. I kind of want this guy as an end-of-bench option like he had you – know, if you need a, an emergency guy, uh, something. I, I think he's going to want Nader around almost like Rozier was used last year. I think he's going to want to keep this guy because he does so much. And again, I'm trying not to overreact to Summer League, but the way he looked out there, so fluid. He, he, can, hit the, he can hit the three. He can put it on the floor. So I think that – Danny Ainge had a plan to put this kid in the D League, and he was cool with it until this summer, this summer league. And he's like, "Wait a minute, maybe I'm not so cool with that." And he's going to force his way into this roster, and Ainge is going to have to make a decision on somebody that he didn't expect to make. All right, I'm going to go with most likely to have Celtics fanboys, even if he never plays a second for their team. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that dude, he's going to have his career, and he's going to be 35. And even if he doesn't play for the Celtics, Celtics fans are going to think back like, oh, man, that Abdul Nader guy, like he, was, he had that awesome summer league where he was just getting to the rim, hitting threes, doing everything. Like what happened to that guy? Uh, he, he surprised me. He, he really surprised me. There were a lot of people in the NBA that were kind of stunned that he was the pick there. And I do think he was the pick to stash in Maine. And then he was just a shocker at Summer League. He, was, he got to the hoop. He hit threes. He, he had, and he did it all efficiently. And he, and he kept doing it every single game. So, Abdul Nader, he's going he's gonna to have some Celtics fanboys for a long, long time. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. They, and this is true of every, fans of every team. You latch on to a guy and it's like whatever happened to him why can't we get him in here he was really good and like never hooks on anywhere but they, we still have faith so that's a good call i like that one yeah. uh okay jay your turn and we are up to terry rosier i'm gonna just take a break here did you win any superlative when you were in high school or college or anything <laughs> no yes i want to you did not I did not. I, you know what? I'll I feel be like you're holding I don't back remember, on us. No, I don't even remember. I don't think my high school did any of those. I don't even remember seeing any of those, like, most likely to succeed, most likely. We never did any of that in high school. Would you grow up in Rhode Island or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, we <laughs> – I think, I think people just forgot. No, I swear to God, I had no 
I had no superlatives at all. What about you? I, I was most likely to fall asleep in class. <laughs> I, was, I, I was great at falling asleep in class man uh isn't it like that that was me i, I was i was the laziest laziest student in world history <laughs> so yeah but and, on to and now, here. now you're proving everybody wrong by no, reaching no. new podcast heights look at you now <laughs> <laughs> now, now on to Terry Rozier. Started from the bottom, now you're here. <laughs> on to Terry Rozier. I'm going to go with most likely to have a long and successful NBA career. I, I, I think Jalen Brown's going to be successful too. I think other guys have a chance. I think Rozier is going to be at least a good backup point guard for a long time. He he, he showed so many improvements. And and maybe this is an overreaction to a summer league showing, but just the way he figured things out from his rookie year to summer league in year two, it was it was really surprising to me because he he was just like this raw talent coming into his rookie year, and and then in summer league he knew when to pick his spots, he knew when to get to the rim, he's hitting shots inside which was always a problem before, he's hitting shots outside which was always a problem before. And and maybe some of it's not completely sustainable, but it really felt sustainable the the way he played and, and the, the poise he showed and the fact that he did it every single game. After after their game against Chicago, I had um, some some scout from another team, I forget which team it was, uh, came up to me and he's like he's like Rozier looked looked really good today and I was like yeah, that that was like his worst game of the summer. He was like, "Oh man, <laughs> he must be having a pretty good summer." And so, so that's the type of summer Rozier had. Really good summer. Really positive things from him. Terry Rozier, nice nice strides from him. Yeah, and and not to belabor this because I think we've said everything there is to say about Terry Rozier. So I will just say that he is most likely to make people forget about Evan Turner, um, and I think he will be able to take a lot of Evan Turner's minutes. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. And of course, obviously there's the issues of potential trades, but I think that he can get those minutes and hit shots like three pointers that Evan Turner couldn't. Now, Evan Turner could also create more of his own offense and make, make passes that I don't know if Rozier is ready to make yet. And he, but, he could also guard the, Twos and threes, which I don't think right. Rozier can. Yeah. Right. So there, there. It's not going to be like he's the perfect replacement, but I think he's going to do enough of the right things for people to say, uh, t- for for people not to say. I guess I wish we had Evan Turner in this spot. So I, I just think he's he's made enough of those steps forward where he can do that. So okay, moving on. Gershon Yabusele. And that's, I love how you say it with the, with the French flair, man. I love it. I love saying the name. Uh, it's up to me now. Okay, so it's hard to tell if they're going to stash this guy. You hear Brad Stevens talk about it and he said, oh, nothing's decided yet. You hear Danny Ainge talk about it and he said when he gets to the NBA, he'll be good. Basically hinting very strongly that he's not going to play. So um, I'm going to say... He is most likely to have Celtics fans trying to figure out 
how to find streams of French basketball games. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with Ainge stashing him and people because we all saw the dancing bear. Man, that guy, nimble feet. I swear he's like an offensive lineman in the NFL. Those guys are just nimble, quick, big, you know, or, or like um, just, I don't know. It's hard to find a, a comparison. He's just a huge, huge wide body. And then you just see him move and make these spin moves and you're like, damn, go, go up for a dunk. You're like, damn. So I think people are now intrigued. When he was picked, people were like, who? And now people are intrigued. So I think that at some point we're going to see people uh, find, trying to find these streams of the French games. And we're going to start seeing vines and gifs of Gershon playing uh, out in France. I'm going to go with most likely to be a 300-pound ballerina. <laughs> that, that dude has some serious feet to him considering his size. Like, he, he does. He reminds you of a young big baby. Before big baby, like, got to L.A. and put on even more weight. He, Gershon is just like, I, I, it's, it's tough to describe just because he, nobody else moves like like he's 6'7", 275 pounds, 20 years old, and he's out there, you know, doing spin moves and dunking on guys and like up and under layups like a guard. He's got some skill. He's got got some some seriously strong hands when he goes after rebounds. Although he should probably go after defensive rebounds more often. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a, he's a real really intriguing guy, and I, I don't know what he's going to become. He's like a, a six seven center kind of, but he can move his feet well enough that he could become a, a good defender. He's got long arms. He he does so many fun things offensively, and he hits some threes. He hits some jumpers. He got to the hoop off the bounce. Like he is just a really entertaining guy to watch play basketball. For a lot of reasons. So, yeah, I, I do think he'll probably start his career overseas. And I, I think that's for the best because then the Celtics won't have to start his rookie scale contract for at least another year. And he can develop on someone else's payroll. But, I mean, this this kid is a talent. And and it's it's obvious he's a talent. And <laughs> he's fun, man. The Gershon Yabusele experience was a lot of fun. Yeah. I kind of I'm kind of upset that I couldn't make it out to Vegas to see it live because that was watching it on TV was was pretty fun. It, w- it really was. So I'm I'm really looking forward to him playing for the Celtics. Okay, we have reached the end. We're gonna end, and Jay, you get to start start off on this one with the James Young. Uh it's it's too bad we had to end here, man. Uh most likely to have an intriguing haircut when the Celtics cut him. <laughs> and I, I don't know if the Celtics will cut him, but the signs are not looking good for James Young. Year three, and he was getting benched in the fourth quarter for Abdul Nader. Uh, he, he didn't play as many minutes as, as guys like that. Just, just not a good sign. I mean, Jamie Young came out – their assistant coach who coached the summer league team in Las Vegas came out and said, I, I just really didn't like the way he was playing. That's not good. When that happens, it's, 
it's not good and <laughs> that's bad yeah he he just hasn't improved much and he he knocked down a lot of shots in utah but that that's kind of the only way he was useful at all uh, he didn't do much else so yeah james young he'll have great hair when they decide whatever they'll they'll want to do with him um i'm going to say james young is most likely to be searching for a good price on a Rosetta Stone to learn Mandarin uh, because, <laughs> because his next stop is going to be in China. Uh, he is done in Boston, so might as well learn the language, go out there, have a really nice career, and, and make a lot of money. Look, this is the beauty of basketball in this world today is that you can be a terrible NBA player but still really, really good at basketball. And you can go make a lot of money somewhere else. You've just got to be willing to live in a a different country to do it. So James Young is still really, really good at basketball. Like he can walk into your YMCA and dominate and score 80. And so I think people need to understand that a little bit because the worst NBA player would be the best player you've ever seen play in person at your pickup game. I will give him buckets. <laughs> so he's still good enough, and we saw he can hit those shots. He just needs to play against really bad players. So <laughs> go to China where guys like um, – Oh God! Who are some of the Celtics castoffs? Didn't Jordan? I think Jordan Crawford just averaged forty-three points over there. Yes, yes. I'm drawing blanks on some other names. Um, shoot, who was the guy that Von Wafer? Von Wafer was over there, averaging like thirty-something a game, like last season. Like these guys who can't get a sniff of the NBA anymore can go out there and average twenty, thirty, forty points a game and make a good amount of money. And and that's it. So, question. Look, yeah. Do you, do you think he has some like Gerald Green potential where Gerald Green was like out of the NBA and nobody wanted him and then kind of got his career on point, like started to to realize a bit of his potential at least. And now he's been floating around the NBA for a long time. He, he might be because I, I thought the same thing when I remember going to summer league and watching Gerald and just he was with the Lakers I think, summer league team a few years ago and watching him move around and, and do all the same stupid things. He just not moving without the ball and things like that. So, yeah, I think maybe a guy that's athletic and can be good can have a wake-up call. There's no doubt about it. It's just like we're talking about Jared Sullinger having a wake-up call, going to Toronto and losing out on all this money, and maybe he will see that you need to – work a certain way to reach your full potential. Maybe James Young getting cut in training camp and having to hook on somewhere overseas will be a wake-up call. Or you know, maybe, maybe he'll go play in China and come back and fail in summer league and have to go, go play in China again. He just needs to get it in his head that he has to work harder. Because when you saw the quotes from Jamie Young saying he's just not playing hard enough, and the quotes from James Young himself, who was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I just got to go out there and play basketball. I'm good. Like, no, you're not good. You're not good. That's the problem. <laughs> so there's just so much for him to learn. Like, he, he, he literally 
had almost no impact on games when he wasn't hitting threes. So he, he needs to learn defensive awareness. He needs to learn when to cut. He needs to learn when to spot up. There's just there's just a lot he needs to learn. So sorry for ending it here on James. I no, feel like like we had so many so many positive things to say, and and then we end up here. Let, let's we let's up here, James Young. let's go back to Terry Rozier. Like he just it, let's, <laughs> let's just talk a little more about Terry Rozier. Let's go back to our happy place. Yeah, or, or, no, or one of Jalen Brown's dunks or something. Quietly envision Gershon making his spin moves. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. Everybody, just close your eyes. A moment of radio silence, and just picture Gershon Yabusele <laughs> dancing through the lane. We're back in our happy place. Spinning, rising, dunking. <laughs> there you go. Don't you feel uh, good now? I got a smile on my face. Back in our happy place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was a fun little way to look at Summer League. Now there's no basketball. Well, actually, the Olympics are coming up. So usually this would be no basketball in August, but there are Olympics, so we'll get to see guys go out there and, and playing basketball and have something to talk about, which is fun. Um, but the Celtics guys uh, are going to go off on their separate ways, and the next Celtics basketball we're going to see before training camp is going to be like Isaiah Thomas dropping 50 in some pro-am, pro-am against nobodies. Um, so, yeah. That's <laughs> that's the stage uh, of the uh, summer that we're in. Of course, we're going to look out for trade rumors. You, you never know when someone else is going to drop a ne- the next juicy trade rumor. You remember that Sean Devaney said that he's he said 75 to 80% that he thinks the Celtics make a big deal and soon. So uh, if you didn't hear that, it's our last podcast. Go to the Audio Boom page uh, and, and find it there. Uh, go to iTunes. Go to Google Play, subscribe, give us that five-star rating because that sustains us. That literally gives me energy to get throughout my day. So give, do give that. Give it to us because we deserve it, not because it sustains his day. Give it to us because no, we no. earned that sucker. Yeah. But I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, enjoy the show. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you next time. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.